Hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. Hi, my sweet friend. Thank you so much for being here today. Big news, breaking news. (laughs) This will actually be the last episode of season one of Dream Big Live Slow before we take a break for about a month and a half. Holy crap, we're so official that we have seasons. No, I love, love this concept of seasons of the podcast because I want to practice what I preach. And this allows me to take a break, to reset, rest, and fully come back with valuable, precious stories and tips and content to help you dream big and live so. So yes, I'm trying to practice what I preach. We're taking a little break. We're going to, and it's going to be so powerful for this podcast just to um, do a little background work that it takes to pull off all of these episodes and to keep making them valuable for you. So this episode, this final episode, I'm going to dive into kind of three topics that we've touched on slightly throughout this first season, but I want to use these three topics to carry you through the rest of the year. Did I, is it three? Yes. Yes, three topics. <laughs> three topics to carry you through the rest of the year with the holidays, with kind of going into the new year. So I'm going to be talking about compassion, breath work, and grounding in your why. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But first, just wanted to say thank you so much for your lovely and committed listenership this season. And I promise you, I am not taking a break because this is going anywhere. I'm taking a break because I want to come back even better for just just about a month. We'll be back January 12th. And we'll come back with a few episodes ready to go right out the gate. And my intention for next season, I really, so as you all know, I I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I am currently getting my master's in mindfulness studies at Lesley University. And graduate school is challenging, but wow, is has it been transformative and enlightening. And I'm really, my intention is to take a lot more of the, I'm learning a lot of the neuroscience behind mindfulness, neuroscience of mindfulness, and the ancient traditions, the contemplative 
practice of mindfulness and meditation. And with the episodes, the solo episodes next year, I fully intend to give you more of the meat of that, the summary of some of the neuroscience and Buddhist teachings behind meditation and mindfulness, because I believe, you know, these two areas help you relate it to, I don't know, more practical uses with the neuroscience and then also help you connect to where where all of this originated from and how these lessons have been part of our world for thousands of years. And they've been helping humans since the beginning of our existence. So with that being said, let's dive into the episode. Um, per usual, I love to hear from you guys. If you're enjoying the episodes, please share them. Connect with us on Instagram at Dream Big Live Slow or um, at TLRay, where I share more of my personal journey. And connect with us on there. If you think you'd be a good guest, you can fill out our form on my website, tlaray.com. And just thank you, as always, for being such wonderful, loyal, faithful listeners and supporters of this podcast. I'm just so excited for what's next and endlessly grateful. So with that being said, all right, today and to carry you through the rest of the year, I want to talk about three things that I believe are kind of the foundation of, they are definitely the foundation of my practice and three things that I intend to focus on during this time of rest. And that is breath work, compassion practice, and grounding in my why. And I wanted to dive in to all three of these today, touch on them, which we have before on the podcast, but of what it looks like in my practice and how I think this could be beneficial during the holidays, during this time of year, as we, you know, start anew in 2022. Okay, so first, breath work. As I've mentioned before, breath work It's kind of the foundation of a meditation practice for many. It is in more of a contemplative and spiritual sense. It is an anchor for our existence. It is the present moment. Your breath is life right now, but also your breath is an anchor for your mind. Our minds are constantly wandering, running about. That is proven that that is our natural state of the way our brains just work. We're constantly thinking, um, and that is how we evolved as humans to constantly be thinking of what's next in order to survive as a human race. And I definitely want to next season talk more about that. But in summary, the breath is a great tool to keep our attention and concentration on one thing and keep it inward because we're constantly stimulated by everything happening happening on the exterior, but also all the thoughts that are running amok in our mind. So using the breath as an anchor for your attention is incredibly powerful as well as, like I said, letting it be an anchor for you spiritually and that 
this is my home. This is where the soul is. And you can become more of an observer of your thoughts as opposed to letting them consume you and think that you are your thoughts. So the breath is powerful in both those ways. And to tie in a little bit of a little bit more of the science behind it, it is deep, concentrated breath is a way to arouse your parasympathetic nervous system, which is crucial in relaxing, not being in that fight or flight mode all the time and not being so reactive and just overall dealing with stress and not letting stress consume you. The breath is how we get there, how we get to that relaxed state in order to be less reactive and less stressed, truthfully. And this time of year, I know, is so stressful for so many because there's just a lot of extra things happening because on top of working, <laughs> having to work, some of, some people, if you're in retail, it's a very busy time for work, but on top of working and keeping up with all your regular activities, you now have all of these personal commitments, Christmas shopping, whatever, you know, holiday commitment or holiday traditions you have, you have to, there's this extra pressure to live up to them. So when you're really consumed by all of the stress, it can really help to come back to the breath, let it be an anchor for you spiritually and for the wandering mind and for also a place to find relaxation in a really stressful time. And, you know, when you're just focused on the breath, it is actually a pathway, a gateway to seeing more of what really matters and what does matter this time of year, you know? What what is really important? When your mind is wandering, it's really hard to keep things in perspective. And so that's why using the breath as your tool throughout your day, even if you don't have time for, you know, a formal sit, Give yourself time to do 10 breaths, you know, take a second when you're feeling really stressed and do 10 breaths and you'd be surprised how it brings you back to a place spiritually, emotionally, and physically in relaxation that can help you really see things clearly. So that's number one tool, I think that is going to be super powerful throughout the end of the year that maybe, you know, if you make it a goal to just practice your breaths, that could be really powerful. Number two, going into this time of year, a compassion practice. I've talked a lot about compassion on this podcast because uh, it's a critical part of my daily formal meditation, but also all day long, all day long, I'm trying to, you know, think with compassion at the forefront of my mind, because I believe it is also a gateway to a higher state of being. And you see more clearly when you're thinking from a compassionate lens. So a compassion practice, compassion often people think is just like, oh, you know, caring for someone. But it's so much deeper than that. Especially, you know, in ancient traditions and in Buddhism, specifically Buddhist teachings, the compassion means something so much deeper. It is seeing us all 
as connected. It's seeing that we're all connected in our humanness. We're all, we're all one, (laughs) essentially. You know, we all are not that different from each other. And it is a way of putting yourself in someone else's shoes. You know, that saying that everyone says all the time, going to that place and thinking, we're not all that different. You can show up in love. You can, it helps you speak from a place of love, even in the toughest situations when someone's really testing all of your attachments and, and your identity, your sense of self or things you think you need to protect fiercely through anger. You can protect through love or you can, you can show up in love, which is always a more powerful way of communicating usually. And it creates less stress physically in your body when you're coming from a place of love instead of fear and hate and greed. So compassion practice. Adding this in is really, really powerful for, I thought, (laughs) my initial thought is that with the holidays, (laughs) we have a lot of family time, social commitments, okay? And this is not to say you don't love your family. Actually, you do love your family, but you know, for some reason, your one uncle always wants to bring up politics at Thanksgiving <laughs> or at whatever holiday event you got going on at the ugly sweater party. And this time of year, I feel a compassion practice can really go be so, so useful in your interactions with your family who you don't get to pick your family and you love them and you want to, you want to show up in love for them. But sometimes, you know, there are differing ideas and beliefs about the world that make it really, really, really hard. So staying rooted in a compassion practice can help you. This is a common thing too is that people think we forgive and we show compassion for someone else and you're like well what how do why do they deserve it if they're coming at me with such hatred why do they deserve compassion and it's like you're not giving compassion for them it's not a gift for them necessarily Because they're still going to believe whatever they believe. And who knows, you acting in compassion could actually make them more angry. But compassion is a gift for you. It's for your own peace. It's for your own calm state of mind. It's to protect your own energy and your own love and your own heart. So using a compassion practice can really, really be powerful. What a compassion practice is and how to how to actually do this, <laughs> um, do compassion, that's kind of weird, but how to cultivate compassion. How I do it is I incorporate it into my formal meditation, of course, where I repeat a mantra that is very much something in relation to compassion and loving kindness for all humans. I also take that mantra outside of my formal meditation. I repeat it throughout the day because our minds are always wandering, like I said. So having an anchor of a mantra is also really powerful if it's something that, you know, a really challenging time. And the more you just say your mantra and fully believe it, 
the more you start to fully believe it, I should say. So choosing a mantra that is related to compassion and loving kindness is completely up to you. It's, I can give you some, but to come up with a powerful mantra that's going to actually set in and for you to really feel and fully experience the state of being, to make the words turn into a feeling and a state of being, the words have to resonate with you. So some words that I do are, I am compassion, I am love, compassion flows through my veins, we are all connected, we are all one, I am no better, one of one of my recent mantras that I'm loving is I am no better, I am no worse, we are all equal. Because I realized after repeating that mantra over and over again <laughs> is that when I'm in situations, I often think, oh, they're better than me. They deserve to speak more or their opinion matters more. And that, you know, I let them bother me deeply. And I'm like, what's well, because I in my head think that everyone's better than me. But it also helps, you know, to stay humble in that if someone does have a differing opinion than you or differing belief, you can say, I am no better. I am no worse. We are all connected in humanness, you know, something like that. Or we are all connected through love or they are a result of their experiences. We are all a result of our experiences and the stories we've been told, things like that. Those messages that you can write out and say, see what resonates most and repeat your mantra over and over so that it starts to really set in. And it's really, to tie it into some science, we're, we're rewiring our brains in that way because we are a product of the thoughts that we are thinking constantly. So if we're keeping that at the forefront of our mind all the time through our mantra, it can help us transform the way we think and we can become more compassionate through all of these ways. So a compassion practice, maybe consider that for your holiday party. <laughs> um, sounds like I'm like selling you something like consider adding this to your holiday party. So breath work, compassion practice. And finally, let's talk a little bit about staying grounded in your why. So this is more for heading into the new year. And during this time of rest, it's really a good time. I always use it to reflect on basically the deeper meaning behind why I do all the things that I do. You know, we are always doing. It's part of our society. We, we can't sit in meditation 24-7, like I say at the beginning of this podcast. So we can't sit in meditation 24-7. We can't just quote unquote, be all the time, there is some doing that is required of the human experience. And that's not a bad thing. We don't have to always think of it as bad. We can enjoy every second of it. And I believe a critical part of that enjoying it, there are many elements, I think, and many factors, I guess I should say, to truly enjoying your day-to-day -day human experience, moment-to-moment, -moment, all the things that you must do. Coming back to a rooted intention to your purpose on this earth, your why. Why are you here? And it's not always easy to find this, 
And who knows, maybe you could think it's one thing at one point in time and then eventually it changes. But coming back to a rooted intention, a sacred intention is what my teacher called it once and I love that. But a sacred intention with every every single thing that you do. I'm washing these dishes because I fed my family and I need to feed my family again. So I need to clean dishes. And this food helps fuel us so that we have energy to live out a deeper purpose. You know, every little thing, some having a sacred intention with that, a rooted intention, and just knowing the why behind what you're doing. And then in deeper reflection, looking at what is it that you're here to do? And even if you don't know what that is, that's totally fine because you can also find peace in knowing that you are here for a purpose. And that purpose, it's innate. It is deep within you. It is just, it is part of your every single day existence. And when you are living out of truth and love and compassion and kindness and and wholeness, then you can really, you can trust that your innate purpose is shining through no matter what you're doing. No matter if you're, you're a CEO of a company or you're, you know, an entry level position at a company or you're not doing anything that you ever saw yourself doing or you're not doing something that you think you're particularly good at. It's through your interactions with other people that this innate purpose comes out and through your conversations with your loved ones and through any action that you take throughout your day. For example, for myself, I believe that my why and my deeper purpose is related to guiding others to deeper compassion and fulfillment in this life. And that can come up, that came up long before I ever started doing this kind of work or long before, you know, I started even doing wedding videography, which I also think is a, an outlet for me to to guide others to deeper, deeper fulfillment through reminding them through these stories of their family what's important. But before that, this was what when I would ask my friends, what is it that, you know, I bring to this world that you see the value in me? This is what they would say. There are things like this in all of us. And I think that there are many tools to get us there. But all of them require looking inward. And so that is my final little tool for going into the new year and using this restful time to look inward and ask yourself those questions of what is it that I'm here to do? If you don't fully understand that, just trusting that your purpose is innate. It is within you. And so as long as you are living a life that is, you know, aligned with your soul and connected to your heart and listens to your heart, then 
you are living out your purpose, even if you don't know how to put it into words. I hope all of that makes sense. And I plan to go much farther in depth into this work um, at some point on this podcast, hopefully next season. So those are the three tools I'd like for you guys to reflect on as you carry out the rest of the year. Breath work, compassion practice, and rooted intention. Innate purpose. And using that intention to carry you through next year. Okay, that is the last episode of season one. Before you leave, I wanted to talk to you about my coaching program, which I've been mentioning in the past episodes. So now this is some time to be a little honest. Oh, there is also no meditation this episode because I wanted you to use the ones that go back, listen to a couple of the solo episodes, use those meditations, um, because this, this episode combines three different tools that could be valuable. So the coaching program. (sighs) To be vulnerable, (laughs) I intended on launching this coaching program at the beginning of this year, January. Um, But as I'm learning through grad school, I am learning more and more about what I want to incorporate into this program, this coaching program. And I'm currently still building it out. And I I'm going to, again, practice what I preach and not rush it because I believe a slow approach to building this program, which it's not that slow. I promise you I'm not just, uh, you know, procrastinating. I'm actively working on it, but I see the power in allowing myself a little bit more time to finalize it and get it all, all ironed out so that in the fall now, in the fall, I... Part of my mindfulness studies internship is actually to create something new to teach mindfulness and meditation to others. And I believe that this program is exactly what I'm building this for so that in the fall, I will be able to offer it and fully teach you guys. I just want to make sure that I have every little bit of knowledge up until that point soaked in from the program so that I can develop this new coaching program for you guys. Because I think it's going to be, I just see it being so valuable. Every little bit of it is so intentional and it's going to be centered around both neuroscience and Buddhist teachings related to mindfulness. And it's going to be basically a step-by-step guidebook to essentially rewiring your brain, the neuroscience part, (laughs) and building up these habits. Like by the end of it, you will have new habits built around creating a life that is full of dreaming big and living slow. So it'll help you achieve the things that you want to while also feeling that inner peace and freedom that comes with slow living and intentional living. So if you're like someone who is really unsure about what path they want or what their, what their why is, you know, your deeper purpose, staying motivated in work or what you're meant to do on this earth, this program is definitely for you guiding to deeper fulfillment and, and overall just deeper happiness and joy in life. 
that is what this program is meant to do. So I want you guys to keep that on your radar. Keep listening because these podcasts are definitely for season two going to build up to get you excited about the program. So that being said, this is See You Later in the New Year. I love you all so much. And I cannot thank you enough. I'm so annoying. I thank you like every two seconds. Um, But thank you. <laughs> love you all so much and cannot wait for the new year. I'm sending you all love and blessings. And I hope that this time is so sweet and intentional and full of rest for you. All my love, my sweet friends.